Welcome, and thanks for listening to 9 and 10 News Focus, brought to you by Lake Effect Digital. I'm Kevin Essenbaggers. You know, I think that we've got a lot of great stuff to build on. Well, here we are at the end of 2022 and the end of Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer's first four years in office. And what a first four years they were. Of course, there was a pandemic, which challenged leaders all over the world, but also a 500-year flood in Midland and Gladwin counties, a devastating tornado in Gaylord, and of course, that plot by extremists upset with her pandemic response to kidnap her from her Elk Rapids cottage and possibly kill her. So yeah, it was a lot. But here we are on the cusp of Whitmer's second term. She actually won re-election by a wider margin than the first time, and with that comes some room for flexing politically. Not to mention that come January, Democrats will control the state House and Senate too. 9 in 10's Eric Lloyd sat down with Governor Whitmer and Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist to ask about the term that was and what's ahead. Well, I, you know, I think that we've gotten a lot of good things done. We closed the gap between our schools. We created workforce development programs, leveling that financial barrier that kept people from getting skills so they could get to good paying jobs. We've had a year where every month we had an economic development announcement, meaning landing good paying jobs and securing our leadership in the auto industry and bringing supply chains home. So there's been a lot of good that's happened. There have been a lot of challenges over this first term. From a pandemic to a tornado in Gaylord to threats to you know 500-year flooding events in Midland and in Detroit, so we've had to navigate more than any other administration has had to. And yet we see our economy thriving, we see creating opportunity for people, and I think we're just going to need to stay focused on these fundamentals, and that will continue to be our north star in the second second term. Do you feel that there's a lot of unfinished business because there were so many, I mean, every term's gonna have unpredicted events, but a pandemic and all these other things that, I mean, do you feel like there is things that you didn't hit that you must focus on now to keep those promises? Well, there's a lot of good work ahead of us, right? So whether it's getting individualized tutors or it is giving working families a tax credit so that they can keep more money in their pocket or repealing the retirement tax. These are things that we've already had conversations with the incoming legislative leaders and we're going to stay focused on and, and get them done early on in this, in this next term. But, you know, I think that we've got a lot of great stuff to build on. We're also um, feeling very optimistic. You know, we just won this election by an even greater margin than the first one. That was not something that I was anticipating. We have a, a great legislature to work with, but it is a slim majority in both chambers. So we will continue to create a seat at the table for anyone who wants to solve a problem. We need and want the vast majority of the work that we do to be bipartisan. And that means, you know, staying focused on serving the people of Michigan, not on any one party's um, needs or, or agenda. It's about a Michigan agenda. Yeah, and going off that, I mean, uh, there's some fears on the other side that now that uh, after 40 years, the Democrats have the trifecta, you can push through whatever you want if you want to say it like that. I mean, what are we going to see first? And uh, is there, a, you know, a, a feeling where there has been like, you've been bullied for so long and now it's your turn to kind of be in power? Well, I'm not going to turn into a bully. I can tell you that I will stay focused on the fundamentals, but I do think that this election showed the people of Michigan expect their leaders to deliver on the things that matter to their lives. That's a strong economy where there's opportunity for every person to be prosperous. It is, uh, this election also told us 
that the people of Michigan expect us to protect their individual rights, reproductive rights was front and center, but also voting rights was as well. Um, and I think that, you know, that is something that is not lost on us. And every person who's going to take their oath of office here at this Capitol early in January needs to heed that lesson and stay focused on serving the people who, um, who expect their leaders to be as good and work as hard as they do. What can lawmakers take away from what we saw in the election, both on, on both sides, kind of where the state is leaning, the direction we're heading, and kind of what Michiganders want? Well, I think up and down, uh, Michigan voters rejected extremism. And I think what we need to see, both in the legislature and what we're going to continue to focus on as an administration, is problem solving, is being responsive to what the important priorities are of the people of Michigan. Every investment in infrastructure that we've made is because that's been a priority for the people of Michigan. The investments in education have been because that is critical to the state's future. The investment in job creation is because that's how we need to grow our economy forward. And so legislators need to focus on that stuff too, to not focus on wild and crazy conspiracy theories, but instead focusing on what your people in your district need to improve their quality of life. Affordable housing, clean drinking water. These are the things that really matter to people. And so so we're going to focus on that, and this legislature, I think, is ready to focus on it with us. And, and you know, Lance County's YMCA, everybody in the legislature in January won the election. We're all winners. But now we need to work together, and we're, we're looking forward to doing that. And off that bipartisanship, I, during this election, during this cycle, your opponent hearing her supporters and everything, did you take anything away? I mean, what can you take away from hearing what 40% of the state wants or is important to them and use that for your policy the next four years? Well, you know, like I said, every person who actually wants to solve a problem has got a seat at the table. We are stronger, we are smarter, and we are better when we are listening to one another, where we have a robust debate, and where we move forward on an agenda that the majority of people can see opportunity in. And so, you know, I think that um, this is a, a system of laws. This is democracy is not perfect, and it's hard to design a system where all 10 million people. Um, are, are happy with the agenda that comes out of Lansing, but we're going to do our very best to make sure that every person can see themselves reflected in an opportunity for them and their families. And now you've been focusing on economic development this past year. That was, like you said, one announcement every month. We already have housing issues here. We're talking about bringing thousands of jobs with all these projects. A place like Macosta County with Goshen bringing in 2,300 <coughs> jobs. Is Michigan ready, can we sustain this growth that we say we want, but are we willing to or able to handle it? We can, but we need to be really working together and working hard to make sure that we're building up housing stock. And it is true in every, every community all across Michigan needs more housing stock, affordable, good housing stock. And so um, with our work with MISHTA and the MEDC, we've been able to make some strides. We've put resources in, but there's a lot more good work to do here. And this is not a unique problem to Michigan. This is happening all across the country. Uh, but this is a race, and that's why we've got we've to win this race by building faster and in every community so that there is a place for every person who's looking for opportunity to find a home. And now the state still has billions of dollars left over in surplus. Uh, we saw a very lame, lame duck uh, over the past few weeks. Did you want to see more there, or are you now satisfied with setting up the next few months and what we're going to do? We had heard uh, reports of like a, a tax deal that fell through. I mean, is, is the state ready? Are you ready to move, or do, are there plans in, uh, in place to uh, 
do something to invest in Michigan. Yeah, we're going to get a lot done, and we're going to move fast. And, you know, I was disappointed that the legislature decided not to get a whole lot done. Um, you know, I think some of the representations uh, about those last few days were not accurate, but I'm not going to dwell on any of that. we got a job to do, we're looking forward, and we're going to keep moving. Um, they won't be back for a few weeks, you know, almost a month, um, but we are writing the budget right now, writing the inaugural speech, getting ready for the state of the state, as well as the budget introduction. So there's a lot of work that happens real quick, and it mostly comes out of the executive office, and so we're, we're hard at work getting ready for next term. Is Michigan ready in case the, I mean, the economy that takes a downturn, recession? Are we, are we protected so that we're not having all these investments and then immediately making cuts? We've done a lot of smart things. So we paid down $14 billion of debt. We've gotten our credit rating upgraded even in the midst of all this you know, tough stuff that we've had to navigate. We have uh, a massive record rainy day fund, and we've left a lot of money on the balance sheet, as, as you mentioned. So we've been strategic. We utilize one-time dollars for one-time expenses so as not to build a structural deficit. So we put our fiscal house in order. We're in a strong position. And I, I think one of the things that economists have pointed out that, you know, in, in 2008, the auto industry was uniquely suffering. In 2022, the auto industry actually is a huge strength for our state. It's helping bolster and ensure that, that we are um, more stable. And so I think that because of that, because of our work to put our financial house in order, um, we, are, we are in a stronger position, but obviously no one wants to see the potentiality of a recession happen. So we're going to be mindful as we write this next budget. And, and all the potential bills I may or may not get to my desk, that's always in the back of my mind too. And then uh, in the middle of your next term is going to be a presidential election. Michigan has been a, the bell of the ball in some of these past elections. Your name is obviously thrown around. You've said you're not going to run, so I won't ask you about that. But how do you balance, I mean, playing this role in national politics, being a key player, but then also focusing on what we're doing here and not getting distracted by Michigan's role in the national atmosphere? Well, first, let me say this. You know, I'm, I'm glad to see that we may be moving up in the process. It's never made a whole lot of sense to me that the people of Iowa and New Hampshire design what the field looks like before we have an opportunity to weigh in. This is an important state. We are a microcosm of the country. We are also the most diverse battleground state, and so it's important that our voices are heard earlier in the, in the process. So I'm hopeful that that will be the case. But I'm also not going to get distracted about what's going on in Washington, D.C. or in this upcoming election. we got a job to do. We're moving fast. We haven't even taken our oaths of office yet. Um, but excited about you know, the second four-year term and, and continuing the, the progress that we've made and bringing it to fruition. What do you want to add, LG? You know, I think <clears throat> the reason attention is being paid to Michigan is because Michigan voters are representative uh, of the country. And so as we are responding to the, the needs and the priorities of Michigan voters, I think other people are noticing, and that's fine. But that's never what we are going to be focused on. We're always going to be focused on what delivers for the people of Michigan. And so we're not distracted by the fact that more people are paying attention to what's happening in Michigan. But as we deliver for Michigan, we think it's going to be good not only for the people of our state, but I think as Michigan goes, so goes the country. That said, we'll welcome anyone who's running into Michigan oh, and yeah. them, their money and all the, <laughs> all the ways they want to spend here in Michigan and, and support Michiganers and listen to Michiganers. We welcome that. And then I just wanted to ask you finally about uh, every time I talk to you, I think uh, line five, kind of it's getting cold. People need the heat. It was a big talking point in the, uh, the campaign. 
um, what the Democrats are going to do to Line 5 or what the future of it is. Where do we stand on the tunnel? Is that on its way? Are we still looking to block it? How do we make sure that that's sustainable um, while still protecting the straits? Well, let's be clear. Line 5 is still in operation. It has never not been in operation since we took office. Um, we remain very concerned about the safety of Line 5 and protecting the Great Lakes. That's most paramount. And a very close second is ensuring that every person has access to affordable energy. And so building out alternative energy, giving consumers options, building out you know, an alternative if that line is not, you know, stay, stay in production. So um, at this point, the, what, what the question is about whether or not those lines will remain in the water, it is that the Biden administration with the Trudeau administration, the Canadians invoked a treaty um, but we'll continue to do our job to issue permits as they continue the tunnel and be vigilant in overseeing what's happening with, this, with the lines that are continue to be in the water. Thanks to Eric Lloyd for the interview, and thank you for listening. I hope you'll join me again as we take a closer look at issues in the news affecting northern Michigan. 9 in 10 News Focus is brought to you by Lake Effect Digital.